Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Welcome into the Ball Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm Michelle. And you can follow the Ball Blast Football Group on Twitter at BallBlastFB. And you can follow me, Kate, at FFBallBlast. And you can follow me, Michelle, at BallBlastEm. BallBlastEm. E-M. So many followings. So many people to follow. So little time. I don't even care if people can understand me now with BallBlastEm because I just like saying E-M. E-M. Well... I mean, I've told the story before about how I asked what your what your Twitter name was, and you said Ball Blast M, Ball Blast E M, yeah. and I was like, Michelle, I know what. what well, it why is. did you even ask me? I don't know. Okay, that yeah, I guess that story just made me look stupider. Yeah, stupider, yeah. more stupid. Whoa, <laughs> you're doing real well to start Whoa. this podcast so far. Lord Almighty, everybody, please check out BallBlastFootball.com. We have the best writers in the entire world blasting out content. Literally, literally, consistently. We've got a week five rankings up. Do your start sick questions from that. Yeah, my fire and ice article. Woo! Fire! Yeah, and uh, some guys we're talking about will be on my fire list. Some will be on my mm-hmm. ice list. But Uh-oh. I'm going to try not to repeat too much because I want you to go read the article. It's pretty great. But I can, you know, explain them a little bit better here if we talk about some of these players. Absolutely. Be sure to check out... Uh, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ballblast. We've got lots of cool stuff going on over there. We've got a Slack chat. We've got all kinds of stuff. So before we get into news and notes, and, you know, technically this is news, but I feel like it it's different. You know, it's a different type of football news. We're still dealing with the Tennessee Titans with COVID just being a disaster. Can they get out of here? Not following protocol whatsoever. I'm breaking up with Derrick Henry. Trying to ruin the NFL season. And they're doing a pretty good job at trying to ruin it. But anyways, so... They're, they just postponed the game, so that's good. I mean, I thought it was going to be canceled. Right now, they're going to still try to make it happen. It got moved to Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and as long as the Titans don't have another positive test, the game will be Tuesday night. I mean, the Titans haven't practiced, and it's, I mean, A, it's doubtful that there's no more positive tests, right? It's a comeback every single day. There was a couple-day break, and then it came back again, so. Well, they, they went and they practiced Despite the the order for them not to practice, like I'm surprised they're probably they, practicing right now. Oh, pro- as we speak, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm so mad at Derrick Henry. It's it is unfair for them that they have to play a game. I mean, I they they messed up, right? But I'm sure it's not the whole team. I know. But the team that has to play, not the guys that got. Uh, you know, the positive tests are the ones that have to play with zero practice, I mean, and that's that, really shitty. That that sucks, but. You got to follow the protocols there for safety reasons. Like, there's a reason why we're worried about games not happening. The Bills might get canceled. We got canceled last week. The Steelers. There's just so, like, your your actions have repercussions, yeah. and they affect the entire NFL. It's irresponsible. And New England's game got pushed back to Monday night, uh, early 
the early game on Monday night, just like we had this Monday with two games. So the Denver against the Patriots will be Monday night. So whatever you had in plan in your league last week should probably be the same plan this week. I'm in favor of having the replacements uh, in case the game doesn't play. I think that's the most fair because this isn't technically a bye week. You know, if they don't play... They're, they're going to make it up, or I, I don't know. It's going to get canceled. We don't know. That's the issue. It's going so to get just sloppy. Allow your league to be fun and allow there to be a replacement. Because guess what? If they told us the game was going to be canceled to begin with, they would have put in that replacement player anyways in the lineup. It's the same exact thing. They're choosing the player before the game starts at one. It's not like they just get to choose the best performing player. And it would have been the player they plugged in anyways if there was a bye week. Like, if the game gets canceled, that is the bye week. So you can't just screw over people just because you want to win a game. Make your league fun. Stop being a terrible commissioner. You sound very angry. Yeah, because it's po- like I don't get the point of not having that. Like, this is in a year where nobody knows what's happening. We're trying to just have fun playing fantasy football, and it's a disaster. It's the only so, thing we have. And there's no reason not to give the replacement player, because as I said, this would have been the player they played if they would have just announced the game was canceling to begin with. Stop it. Stop being selfish. Michelle, do you need a hand to get off your high horse? Let's get into the news and notes. This just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. I lost back-to-back bets. Whoops. So, what was it? Two weeks ago, we bet Lockett versus DK Metcalf. We should have done that this week. No. Metcalf was much better. I wasn't Because he's a much better wide receiver. Actually, I do love Tyler Lackett. I'm not trying to put him down. But I did lose that bet, and then I doubled down, and I said Dalton Schultz would have a better fantasy game than OBJ. OBJ had two wild trick plays to get you to win. Dalton Schultz had a pretty fantastic week, though. Yeah, but OBJ had three touchdowns. But Dalton Schultz would have beat any, one other, any other OBJ week because OBJ has stunk, Don't and he's care. going to continue to stink. OBJ, So um, I, I bet on OBJ this week, or guys, last week. Guys and gals, this is a beer bet, right? Like, I'm supposed to chug a beer. Um, so Kate goes to the store. I'm like, okay, grab me a tall Bud Light, right? Because I owe two beers. I'm not chugging two beers even then. But because who can chug two beers? Not me. How, how big is a tall? But I, I don't know. These are at least 16 ounces. What are What is this, 24? Oh, that's two beers. So she gets me a... White Claw. <laughs> a 24-ounce White Claw. A 24-ounce White Claw. And no, I'm not chugging a 24-ounce White Claw. Get out of here. Nobody can do that. But I will take a very, like, a, a good-sized chug, like, maybe, like, half of this can. A little less. So you're going to chug one White Claw. Yeah, I mean, have you ever tried to chug a White Claw? That's well, not I've never easy. made two stupid bets in a row. Mm, they were safe bets. And both mm. were great. DK Metcalf was great two weeks if ago. If they were so safe, Schultz. you wouldn't have lost. Both of them, back to back. All right, I'm chugging as much as I can. It is white right. claw, like it's cold. We'll count down. It's hard. It's we'll carbonated. Count down. Oh my god! How old are you? Stop whining. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one, go! She's going. She's going. Faster. <sighs> she took like three sips. No, I didn't. It's almost all gone. I did good. Almost all gone. I did good. Finish the rest of it. I will uh, throughout the podcast. I, oh my god! I did great. Leave me alone. Ugh. When I start slurring my words in a right. couple minutes, maybe you wouldn't be slurring your words if you actually <laughs> finished your drink. But all right, it's fine. all right, ready? Mm-mm. 
<laughs> I took another big sip. <laughs> anyway, get on to the news. All right. Some good news for once in 2020. Good Justin news. Herbert. What's that? I know, right? Justin Herbert for the Chargers has been named the starting quarterback for the Chargers the rest of the season. Let's I, go. No, okay. I love this move. I think Justin Herbert has looked awesome. I did not believe that Anthony Lynn was going to make the correct decision. This is the issue, though. Anthony Lynn came out and just like pooped all over well, Justin Herbert. Well, now he's like in love with Justin Herbert, and apparently Justin knows he loves him, and they're like having a love fest. So, you know what I think probably happened? I'm gonna guess the owner, the, the owner GM and was GM like, were like, get his ass in the in the lineup, or you're, you're just fired. Swore on the pod. Oh, you swore earlier. Sorry, I thought this was a, a swearing festival. Now, no, get your bootay. I think I said the s. The like, I didn't say a bad bad word. How do you grade swear words? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think the ownership was like, hey, would you like a job into next week? And Anthony Lynn was like, yes, sir. And he was like, it would have been ridiculous. Justin Herbert has been balling out. Yes, they've been losing games, but you're going to lose those games anyways. You're not a very good squad with all the injuries that you have. And, like, you weren't going to win those with Tyrod Taylor or with Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert gives you the best chance to win. It's not Tyrod Taylor. He's the most entertaining. And he makes the pieces around him better. So, especially for fantasy, this is who you want to be the starter. He actually targets Keenan Allen. <gasps> he targets Hunter Henry. He targets his running backs. And now Austin Eckler is out for a, a good bit of time with a hamstring injury. So, it comes down to Joshua Kelly and maybe Justin Jackson. But they're going to get targets, at least Joshua Kelly. So, that makes me happy to see Justin Herbert. I truly believe he could be Offensive Player of the Year. I think it's going to come down to Herbert or Burrow because normally, you know, they give it to a quarterback. And I I could see it being Herbert. So far through the first four weeks, he's had the better numbers. Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, moving on to some bad news. Mark Andrews and Joe Mixon were both put on the injury report on Thursday. I don't think it's too big a bad news. I think both will play. They both got in limited sessions. Andrew's issue is with his thigh and Mixon is a shin issue, whatever that is. But I, I think Mixon, both will play. We saw Mixon go on the injury report late last week with a chest injury and he had his best week ever. So maybe that's just the route he needs to take now. You yeah. put on the injury report, get people scared and then he'll ball out. Right? Yep. And I'm still playing Mark Andrews as long as he plays. He goes in my lineup. Uh, some other... Bad news for him, but could be good news for fantasy football. Darius Leonard, uh, the all-pro linebacker for the Colts, could miss the game on Week 5. He's a great run defender. The Colts are the best defense in the league right now, stopping the run, stopping the pass, stopping everything. But Darius Leonard's one of the, like, he is the best linebacker in the league right now, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would like to say TJ Watt is there because I'm a Steelers fan. I try not to be a homer. I think TJ Watt's right there with him. But it's the same thing. If we're missing him, that would be a massive uh, part of the defense missing, which, by the way, he missed practice today, TJ Watt. But if Darius Leonard misses, I still think the Colts are a good defense. They're well above average. They're not going to fall off the cliff. But it's good for the Browns' run game. Like it, it definitely helps it a little bit. Nick Chubb is out. I think that helps Kareem Hunt. We'll talk about D-Ernest. We never talked about how to pronounce his first name. Is that how you'd say it? De Ernest? De Ernest? I. De Ernest Johnson. 
I, I've been saying Dernest. Dernest, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's a uh, darn shame if I don't learn how to pronounce his last name. Some more good news. DeAndre Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson all practice in full on Thursday and are good to go. Also, Raheem Moster and Jimmy Garoppolo came back to practice. Does not mean they're definitely playing week five, but it's a good sign that they might. I'm firing up Raheem Moster if he plays. If, you know, it, he gets in... Uh, full practice tomorrow, and they say he's good to go. I'm playing him. We just saw Chris Carson play through a MCL sprint and was fine. Well, somehow there are different there oh are different God. degrees. Chris Carson is insane. He's the Hulk. He gets hurt all the time, but it doesn't matter. Like his body's like, nah, we're hurt, but we're gonna keep. I going. will persevere, and we're going to kill it and be awesome. Like Chris Carson's one of those people that don't get enough respect from me too. Like I'm one of those people that do not give him enough respect, but. Dude is good, and he doesn't let anything get in his way of playing unless it's, like, a broken hip like last year. Uh, Lamar Jackson has missed the last two days of practice. Weird. I don't know what to make of that. Me neither, because I thought they yesterday... They made it sound like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, I really thought yesterday, you know, was just a veteran's day off, and I know quarterbacks don't normally get those, but Lamar Jackson's good enough to take a day off if he's a little banged up. And then he missed today, too, which is interesting. Now, like, Lamar Jackson could practice tomorrow limited and be fine to play. He doesn't he, – he's good, guys. Like, he's good. But, I heard he's pretty good. Uh, RG3 might be someone, like, if you're in dynasty leagues, if you're really hurting at quarterback and you're, you know, on the waivers, you're looking at the waivers, like, who would I plug in for Lamar Jackson? I don't think RG3 is the worst option of all time. Yeah. They're, they're similar players. And I, I do think if RG3 had the system that Lamar Jackson had when he was younger, he would still be playing in the NFL. He just got stuck with the Washington football team. So that sucks for him. The Washington football team where dreams go to die. <laughs> Sam Darnold, also the Jets where dreams go to die. Uh, he's going to miss uh, this week against Arizona. I don't think it really matters much for the Jets offense. Uh, Joe Flacco will start. I do think it could affect Jamison Crowder. We saw last year Jamison Crowder perform much better with Darnold. But the backup was who again? Trevor Simeon for a second? I don't even remember who was it. Uh, it uh, Luke Folk. Oh, It was bad. Really bad quarterback play. I do think Joe Flacco is a better option and a, a pretty good backup quarterback to have if you need a start or two. Not in fantasy, but as an actual NFL team. So I, I think Crowder's fine in PPR. It could get Chris Herndon actually involved, but I think the Chris Herndon... Nah. I don't think that's really about Sam Darnold so much as Adam Gase just not using him, not getting him open. I don't really know what's going on there, but Joe Flacco does love his tight ends, so that would be a wild dart throw to see if he can actually do something this week. And then Le'Veon Bell might play. Yeah. They, they've not activated him off IR yet, but he, you know, the plan was for him to practice. I think he did practice. This information should not change your lineups whatsoever. <laughs> I actually think Levy and Bell against Arizona could have a pretty nice day. I don't know. I think he could. I'm not, like, dying to get him in my lineup. But let, let's say the Buffalo-Tennessee game is canceled. That's Devin Singletary gone. That's Derrick Henry gone. Uh, you have the bye weeks with Aaron Jones, and if you are ever starting a Detroit running back, like there might be a, a lot of injuries. So, you know, Le'Veon Bell might have to go in your lineup, and I'm okay with that. Hey, Michelle. Yep. Why do they have a fence around the graveyard? To keep, I don't know. Because people are dying to get in. Ah. <laughs> 
What just made you think of that? You said uh, people aren't dying to play. I don't know. Oh I just started goodness. dying for, and I got so excited because that's a joke I know from the popsicle sticks growing that up. Felt like that wasn't needed? Well... You come for the fantasy advice, you stay for the humor. If you know who is, the, says the dad jokes in this family, yes, it's Kate. Move. Yeah. I think that's all the news that we need to hit for now. Just keep a, keep an eye out for Julio Jones as well. I don't think he's going to play this week. Uh, he hasn't practiced so far through Thursday, and it, it's a risky play even if he does play. I think he's out. Calvin Ridley was limited, so just keep an eye on those. All right, well, let's get into this week's matchups. Uh, which ones we know of, at least, because you just don't know what's going to happen in football anymore. Yeah, and we're going to change it up again. We just change it up a bunch. We don't like to do the same thing over and over again. Nobody so, respects the schedule. So instead of just talking about some matchups, we're going to do some like start-sit type of questions where I'm going to go through some players that might be valued equally. You might be having a hard time in your lineup deciding, should I play them? Who should I play over them? Who has a hard matchup? Who has an easier matchup? And then I'm going to start with one of the hardest questions, I think, right now. Okay. And it's, who is the wide receiver to play this season, especially just in week five, against Atlanta? Is it DJ Moore or is it Robbie Anderson? Who is the wide receiver one for the Panthers right now? Uh, I don't want to give anything away for future uh, future discussion. Okay. Maybe in the same podcast. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Uh, but it's it's Robbie Anderson. I know. I think it's Robbie Anderson as well. I mean, three of his four games so far, he's had 99-plus yards. He's getting the targets, eight targets, ten targets. You know, both DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson had that down week three against the Chargers. And if his They're down, better secondary. If his down week is five receptions for 55 points, it's not great, but you could do much worse. And then he had 11 targets last week. Again, he's being targeted heavier than DJ Moore, especially the last two weeks. Well, the, the thing that you need to think about, so I know like starting Robbie Anderson does not feel like a smart move. Feels like a dumb move. This week it feels like a great move. It, it, that means it it's is, a dumb move. No, it is a great move. But... Let me remind you guys, so like I know that we can be skeptical about the talent, but Robbie Anderson is finally doing what we wanted him to do for the last three years. Balling out. Like, this is what you have been drafting him for in the sixth round. Another guy that got away from Adam Gase and is uh, flourishing. Yeah. Adam Gase is going to be fired. And it's going to be so interesting to just compile a list of everyone that's left his system And then even if he just leaves and people who, like, if Sam Darnold goes on to have a fantastic career, it's like, God, Adam Gase, how did you have a head coaching job? Um, So my question is, should we have a beer bet about whether or not Adam Gase is the head coach the next time we record this podcast? Um, uh, I I think one of these coaches are getting fired. You're either going to see a, a firing from the Atlanta side on defensive coordinator, possibly, or you're going to see Adam Gase fired. You don't think Dan Quinn's in trouble? Oh, Atlanta's not playing the New York Jets. We're just talking about Robbie Anderson, huh? Yeah. So I was, you know, I got confused for a second. But I could see both happening. Anyways, I could see Adam Gase being fired, and I could see the Atlanta defensive coordinator being fired if the Panthers beat up on them. But let's get back to this question. Let's not talk about people's jobs too much. because It's I Robbie Anderson. That. 
Robbie Anderson for me as Next. well. You know, there's only been one touchdown to a wide receiver to a wide receiver for the Panthers this entire year, and it was Robbie Anderson in Week One. You know, the wide receivers just aren't scoring touchdowns, which kind of stinks. But yeah, especially DJ Moore, never been a touchdown guy. I just you're gonna have to get lucky there if you start him and he gets a touchdown. That's just a lucky week for you. So yes, I'm going with Robbie Anderson as well. Mike Davis. Is he a must-start now with CMC out? Like, yeah. For real. Like, he's yeah. balling out. He's getting all the targets. He's getting, you know, a, a double-digit carries. They're not... He's not Christian McCaffrey, but he's, like, the next best thing, apparently. You know, I maybe it's just... I, I do think maybe this kind of tarnishes Christian McCaffrey a little bit, right? Does it really? Is it the system? It's a different system, which is weird. Uh, you know, he's getting the touches though, so he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of volume. Um, seen fifty one touches since Christian McCaffrey's absence. The real enticing thing though is the usage in the passing game: twenty three targets in the last three games. Holy Moses! That's wide receiver numbers. I take it back about CMC. That's a crazy talk because yeah, CMC, that was so rude. Because CMC would be putting up thirty to forty points per week, putting up you know, nearly 160-plus yards and a couple touchdowns. And Mike Davis isn't doing that. But he's been very good for fantasy because he's getting the targets, he's getting the receptions, he's getting in the end zone. Uh, So he is still getting about 20 points a game or so, but... If If we looked at his stats from the last three weeks, he would be on pace for... About uh, 1,500 yards and 11 <laughs> touchdowns. Oh, goodness. And that's that's scrimmage yards, so that's yeah. receptions. Uh, but he's on pace for t- 123 targets. Yeah. 123 I targets. I can't wait to get CMC back because wow. he's going to have so many targets. But, yes, Mike Davis is a must-start for me. And we'll talk about who we, we would play him over this week, some of the bigger names that have harder matchups. His name will come up. I want to talk about two wide receivers this week, all right? Okay. They both have nice matchups, but they're both, they both feel boomer bust. And I don't think it's fair to one of them to say he's boomer bust yet because it's going to be his fifth NFL career game. But who I'm talking about here is Justin Jefferson versus Seattle or Will Fuller versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seattle I... is giving up so yeah. many yards to the wide receiver position. It's Insane. Over 1,300 yards to the wide receiver position. And the Browns are giving up the second most yards, and it's like 800 yards to the wide receiver position. That is a massive gap. So I think Justin Jefferson can have a bomb week. But he's still scary to put in, right? Oh, he's he's so scary to put in. He's absolutely – you should be terrified to play him. But, I mean, as a rookie, what, over the last two weeks, he leads – wide receivers and receiving yards uh he's like eighth in the league and over the last two weeks he's number one in the league yeah in the entire league he's number one in receiving yards over the last two weeks small sample size but even being eight through four games as a rookie when you barely played the first two games he looks dominant he looks really good but then you also have will fuller who's another guy who's been pretty good this year he had 200 yard games so far two touchdowns you know he got hurt in the Baltimore game immediately and we all were like of course he did and then he struggled a little bit against Pittsburgh but he still got the touchdown of 54 yards 
Will Fuller or Justin Jefferson? Who are you going with? Oh, this is Because this so is a decision hard. you probably have to make, these type of players. You didn't draft Justin Jefferson to just plug him in every week. No, but Will Fuller, his upside and, you know, his target share has been encouraging. I think he's super, super hard to sit, but he probably has a similar level of volatility when you consider him or a rookie Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I might actually roll with Justin Jefferson in the supreme ultimate matchup. I think I'm going with Justin Jefferson as well. Adam Thielen is a little banged up. Maybe that brings more targets over the Justin Jefferson. I like it. But I also like Will Fuller. So if you have them both, play them both. But if I had a pick, I would go with Justin Jefferson. I do think the scary part of playing them both is that they are both boomer bust. And they could both bust. But if they both boom, you're going to have a great week. But if they both boom, you've won your week already. Let's talk about two safer guys uh, in terms of at least PPR. Tyler Boyd going up against Baltimore, or Deontay Johnson going against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Deontay Johnson hasn't played uh, in two weeks, or, you know, three weeks now, actually, because, you know, the the bye week, and then, so this will be going on to three weeks. The bye week, and then he got the concussion immediately as the game started in week three. Yeah. But in weeks one and two, he had 23 targets. He had 10 targets week one, 13 targets week two. That's nice. That's nice. His average depth of targets very low. So he's almost, I don't want to say it, he's almost like a Jamison uh, Crowder. Crowder type of player, right? The Steelers, Jamison Crowder. But I think he's more talented. I think his hands are fantastic. Uh, I think he can do more after the catch. But he is kind of that fantasy player where he's a safe play when he's playing. Yeah, I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger has just been targeting him so heavily that it's really hard to sit him at this point. And you heard him before the what was supposed to be the Titans game. He said that they were practicing like that connection in practice. He just wanted to focus on his connection with Deontay Johnson. Those two are so romantic. Yeah, and I, I think it might be his new favorite target. He's <laughs> sure-handed. And in this game, I, I do think the Eagles' offense is inconsistent enough that the Steelers won't have to you know, throw the ball deep down the field a lot to try to score a ton. So maybe they play a little bit safer, go with the shorter routes, and Deontay Johnson should have double-digit targets. But Tyler Boyd, on the other hand, he's been pretty solid as well. Uh, you know, the last three games, 72 yards, 125 yards, and 90 yards. He's been safe with Joe Burrow, surprisingly. And I think that it benefits him that Joe Burrow has been throwing the ball a lot. So he's, a been, a, he's been a great volume play. But what happens when they face Baltimore? the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah. That is my only question. And that is my only concern for him, really, in that just the matchup alone is what makes me want to pivot towards Deontay Johnson because I do think, you know, Johnson's going to see the volume no matter what, but the defense is less frightening to me. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. I would I would go with Deontay Johnson here as well over Tyler Boyd, but I think both are decent plays. The matchup does kind of scare me with Tyler Boyd. More than kind of scary. It's so, really scary. We just talked about six wide receivers there. It was Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, Will Fuller, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Okay. Would you play DJ Chark over all six of those players? 
You know Ooh. my love for DJ Chark. I had him ranked in top 10 to start the season. He, you know, the last two games he's played, they've been pretty good. Uh, four for 84 yards, eight for 95 yards, and two touchdowns last week. He did have a rough week one with only 25 yards. He had the touchdown. But now we see it's against the Colts, and they're the best defense in the league right now. So do we take that for a grain of salt? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you have to. Uh, I mean, the Colts have done it for four games straight. It's not a coincidence at this point. They're just a good, solid defense. So um, I-, I think you have to consider that with DJ Chark, definitely definitely a, a relevant factor. And he's still got a touchdown in that game. Like, he's been he's been really great. Yeah, I feel like people are down on him because he missed the game with a chest injury. But, I mean, in the last two games but he played, leave him alone. he's been pretty good. Would you, I think DJ Chark is the best talent out of this whole group that we're talking about. Which wide receivers would you play over him, or would you play him over everybody? Uh, so it's very close for me. So I think DJ Chark has the highest upside with the safest floor. Okay. Deontay Johnson has the safest floor. Robbie Anderson has the highest upside. Okay. So that's like my scale, and DJ Chark falls right in the middle of that. You have these seven wide receivers on your roster. Yep. Which two are you playing? It's got to be Robbie and Chark. Robbie, yeah. That's who I would go with as well. Is it Chark or Anderson if you can only play one? Do I need upside? I don't know. I mean, does Chark not have upside? He does, but I like. I think the the ceiling you is want, with Robbie Anderson. Wait, why though? Because we just saw DJ Chark have ninety five yards and two touchdowns. It's not like Robbie Anderson has had much more than ninety five yards. Robbie Anderson he's not has had more than, Robbie Anderson has had more than ninety nine yards in three games. Yeah, I know, but it's like right over a hundred. I so don't care. I don't, I, don't, it counts. I don't think the ceiling that you're talking about is so much higher. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I'd probably Should we just do a Chark, Chark Robbie Anderson bet. Uh, I love both this week. I don't know why I want to do that. Sure, sure. All right, let's I'll, let's let's do that. Well, yeah, your voice is really annoying. Chark versus Robbie Anderson. Bet it. Let's go. All right, All right. we shook on it. We're good to go. All right, let's get into some running backs because I love talking about running backs. That's too much wide receiver talk. A. This is a wild question. Is David Johnson a must play versus Jacksonville this week? He just saw uh, Joe Mixon ball out against Jacksonville. Their defense has been pretty bad against the running back position for quite a while now, going back to last year. I mean, I, I know we want to say David Johnson hasn't done much since week one, but Joe Mixon did nothing until facing the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So do you play David Johnson no matter what? Like, is he a must play? I think he's a pretty good play. I don't know if he's must. Okay, tell me this. In the same exact game, would you rather play James Robinson or David Johnson? Because James Robinson has been much better than David Johnson. I would rather play James Robinson, but I think he's just more involved as a receiver. Comes down to that. But I think you have to look at the fact that also not not only do they get to play this perfect defense for David Johnson, what's it going to be like to be free of Bill O'Brien? Like, these guys are going to be so happy. (laughs) I have to imagine they're going to be just floating like butterflies across the field with joyous smiles on their faces, with a 
a precise game plan that they execute. To I have perfection. a feeling that Houston's going to come out real good this week. They're gonna. They're definitely going to want to. I mean, we've heard we've heard the rumblings. We heard it didn't sound like DeAndre Hopkins and him had a good relationship. T, uh, JJ Watt came out. Uh, it sounded like they had a bad oh, relationship. Yeah. It sounds like there are just so many aspects of this this team that are really going to want to stick it to this guy. Like, yes, stick it hard. I agree. But then also on the other side, we got James Robinson, who gets to go against the Houston defense, who has been absolutely terrible this season against running backs as well. I, I like to start both. And like you said, I do think James Robinson's a little bit safer with the receiving work he has. So if I had to choose between the two, I'm sticking with James Robinson, but I won't be surprised if David Johnson goes off this week. Uh, moving on to a guy that we're just talking about that went off on Jacksonville, Joe Mixon. No. Are you trusting him moving forward no. throughout the season? Are you trusting him in week five? No. <laughs> Why not? Because this is ball blast football, baby. I got to stay on brand. He does place Baltimore, uh, but Antonio Gibson did his thing against Baltimore. It was mostly through the air, though, which Joe Mixon's not used as much as Antonio He was Gibson. this past week, but I don't think... It- Everything about his performance in the last week was just statistically beyond anything that he's done all season. It just doesn't seem like he he could possibly ever keep any of that up. He had uh, six yards per attempt this week. Don't see that happening. And he almost went into, like, he was going into, like, the second quarter. I don't remember how deep. And he had, like, nothing. Um, he wasn't performing very well, and then he went off uh, there as the game went on. If that happens again against Baltimore, like, if, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, then maybe they'll stay in the game. If Lamar Jackson plays, I, I think it's going to turn into, like, Joe Burrow has to pass a lot. And unless Joe Mixon's being used, it could be a rough day for him. So let's talk about some guys that you're deciding between Joe Mixon. But you're Gray. also forgetting, let's mm-hmm. not forget to mention his upcoming schedule. So it's he is seeing, he's seeing Baltimore, but then he gets Indy and Cleveland. Neither of those are great either. No, Cleveland's top five. Get, him, right now. get him off my well, roster. And then I think after Cleveland, he has a bye and then Pittsburgh. It's, it's rough. It's rough. And, like, this division is, is tough against the run in general. I don't want Joe Mixon on my on my roster in the one league I, I roster him. I want him off my team. Yeah, if you can trade off of that big week, I would. But let's talk about like let's say you have Joe Mixon, you have to make the decision. Is it Joe Mixon, David Johnson, or James Robinson this week? Rank those. Uh, James Robinson, David Johnson, Joe Mixon. All right. For me. And uh, we already know this one, but Joe Mixon or James Conner? Obviously James Conner. I just wanted to put that in there so we can love <laughs> James Conner. Even if I wasn't a Steelers fan, it would still be James Conner. Another I've... easier one, I think, uh, Chris Carson or Joe Mixon. Carson's against Minnie. Oh, Minnie? Minnie. <laughs> Minnie? Minnie. Minnesota? Who's going against Mickey? I would play Carson. Now it gets a little bit harder. <laughs> no, I don't get a laugh for that. A lot of times I don't even listen to you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon, so I don't know what you said. Melvin Gordon versus New England. And with Philip Lindsay back or Joe Mixon. There oh. I'm going Joe Mixon. I think you have to go with Joe Mixon just on a volume basis. But Melvin Gordon has been doing Melvin Gordon things and looking like Melvin Gordon. Yeah, like Even when he good. doesn't look fantastic, he still scores a bunch of fantasy points. And he's looked pretty decent. But, like, that's just his game is fantasy point production. That's what he does over and over. That's true. That's true. That You're kind of talking to me into Gordon over Mixon. But I think there I'd stick with Mixon. And then one last one, 
it's someone that we loved coming in the season, especially me. Uh, Kenya Drake, who's been a massive, massive disappointment versus the Jets or Mixon against Baltimore. Oh, you know, Mixon's already had his breakout game. Maybe that breakout game's coming for Drake. Uh, well, I, you know, like, I, I feel like what's going on with Drake, he probably, like, before the game, he sees how many people have him in the lineup. And if it is above 50%, he's like, I cannot perform today. As soon today. as I sit, this dude, he's going to go, ah. Well, and, I, you know, we talked about this a little bit on uh, the injury podcast with Betts this week. I wonder how much of this, you know, like heading into the season, he had that that walking boot. We don't really know how much of that was true injury if he's dealing with something lingering, uh, like a lingering foot injury or something like that. Are you playing Mixon or Drake? Oh. I'm going with Mixon. He's getting more work. He just needs to get in the end zone. I'm going with Mixon. I'll go with Drake. All right. But I just, that was like a spur of the moment thing. Um, not sure that I, whew, I don't know. I don't feel good about it, but my, my thought process is like the team has said, this is a must win game for Arizona. Do they come out and say like, look, what we're doing, it hasn't worked to perfection. We can't keep feeding DeAndre Hopkins 16 targets a game and having Kyler Murray run for his dear life. Like they have to do something a little bit different. I think if they expect a different outcome. Maybe that different game plan involves Kenny Drake. Let's hope so. Because guess what? The offense looked a lot better last season when you had him involved as yep. a receiver. I agree. Three running backs with very hard matchups this week. We have Jonathan Taylor versus Cleveland, who has not allowed uh, any running back over 50 for rushing yards, I believe, and that was to Zeke last week. And Jonathan Taylor has not been lights out. No, he hasn't. He actually has not looked very good. Cream Hunt. Versus Indy, very hard matchup. And it gets a little bit easier easier if Darius Leonard's out, but it's still a hard matchup. And then Miles Sanders versus Pittsburgh, really hard matchup. Pittsburgh's the best run defense uh, behind Ooh. Indy this year. Yikes. And Sanders is going to have to be involved in the passing game to succeed. Same with Hunt, and then same with Taylor. Uh, they all need to be involved in the passing game if they're going to do well for your fantasy team. And they could all be. They're all good. You know, they can be involved in the passing game. If you have to choose between those three, can you rank them for me? Who you'd want to play? Sanders, Hunt, or Taylor? I'd probably go Hunt, Sanders, Taylor. Okay. If I'm being honest. Which doesn't feel great, but I just think Hunt and Sanders are more involved as receivers. Jonathan Taylor has the physical capabilities and skill set to be involved as a receiver, but it just isn't... When they want to throw to the running back, it's Naeem Hines. That is their default. Except for week one. Jonathan Taylor saw so many targets, and he that was doing was great. Weird. That was weird. He's great, too, after I the catch. I think they got their names the confused on the game plan. Um, yeah. I think they literally... They were like, Naeem Hines, goal line back? Yeah. And they just, like, that. they flipped the tune. I think they put some intern on the, uh, on the depth chart. And they just, they got it all wrong. They they screwed that up for week one, but... It's really hard to sit Miles Sanders, so I'm probably still playing him. I'm hoping he's heavily involved in the passing game. That's where he's going to need to make his, uh, you know, production. Pittsburgh's really good against the run. 
But where we did see uh, Saquon Barkley have some production is as a receiver. As a so- receiver. And same thing with Melvin Gordon. He got his receiving touchdown against the Steelers. And Miles Sanders definitely has that capability. So it's hard to sit him knowing that he can have a great game still in the passing game. Don't expect much as a rusher. But I, I agree with you. I'm going Hunt, Sanders, Taylor. Uh, would you pivot? Okay. Ooh. So we're talking about these three guys. Taylor, Hunt, Sanders. Would you sit any of those three guys to start one of these guys? Uh, and there are already ones we talked about. So David Johnson over Taylor Hunt or Sanders, or would those three still be ranked above him? Ooh. Full PPR? Let's go with half to meet with everyone's expectations. In a half, I would play him over Jonathan Taylor. I would play him over... Jonathan Taylor and Sanders, I think. But that's Sanders getting really just, risky. Sanders is Sanders, so hard to sit. He Sanders ranks, is the most talented back in this group, I think. I he know, ranks all really talented. top seven in number of receiving routes run. I know. And he's going to keep doing that because they have nobody else in the building. Yeah, I might still play Sanders over David Johnson. But all right, then James Robinson against Houston, who's really bad against the run. Would you play James Robinson over Hunt, Sanders, or Taylor? And half PPR. I think I'd play him above all of them. Ooh, I like it. I Like, it's spicy, but, I mean, the the upside of Kareem Hunt and Miles Sanders, as we already said, is their ability as a receiver. James Robinson has been super involved as a receiver. And Hunt hasn't been involved as a receiver at all. No. It's really weird. Like, not at all. Uh, hopefully, when he has more snaps, he is, but... Even when Nick Chubb went down last week, Dearness Johnson came in and took 13 carries. And, you know, that could have been a game where they're like, we need to lean on Kareem Hunt to win well, this game for us. And they didn't do that. No, but he was also on the injury report. He was listed as day-to-day prior yeah. to the game. So I wonder, he had a groin injury. I have to wonder how much of that. The game was absolutely out of control. Why are they going to, to push Kareem Hunt on snaps if everything Dallas else... did end up coming back. They did, but, I, like, why push when you don't need to push him? That's true. That's a good point. Um, and Darius Johnson looked good, so why why not? Like, I, I just I don't see the uh, the point in, in making him. Then I'm still probably, <sighs> yeah, I want to play James Robinson. I want to play him maybe over all three of these guys. He said 13, uh, sorry, uh, no, not 13, four, 14, 14 targets over the last three weeks. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not insane, but... No, yeah, but that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, Mike Davis over all three of these, because I would choose Mike Davis versus Atlanta over all three of these guys. Yeah, and it feels disgusting. Now, if you're in a stand... I hate a he's shower. He's scoring touchdowns, so I can't even say if you're in a stand... Like, he's scoring touchdowns. He's getting all the opportunity. It should be a higher-scoring game. You will need to shower after you place him in your lineup. It's going to be really hard to sit Kareem Hunt with Nick Chubb out. I will say that. And... Like, sitting Miles Sanders for Mike Davis is going to make you want to throw up. But I do think Mike Davis is the best option out of these three guys. Let's do a couple more. Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson. Either one over these three guys. This is where it gets tougher. No. No, I'm still playing Taylor Hunt, Sanders over Akers and Henderson. Because if Akers is back, it's going to be a three-headed backfield. It's going to be gross. What about Joshua Kelly with Austin Eckler out against the Saints? Harder run defense, but he could be involved in the passing game over Taylor, Hunt, or Sanders. No. Not even over Taylor? 
No. Um, I, I mean, I think the ceiling that you're hoping for with Josh Kelly is that he ends up something like Jonathan Taylor. I think I, I like Joshua Kelly, but I don't. I haven't necessarily seen it yet. We saw in his first game that he had some moments of burst and excitement, and he got some goal line work. It was very exciting, but we still haven't seen him do a ton with that work that he's gotten. Right. He's, he's looked a couple. He's looked a little rough in the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, he has. Uh, I believe he's fumbled twice over the last two weeks. Just hasn't looked. Well, that's fair. So if we're taking, you know, Josh Kelly, I'm still okay to start him, but I think, yeah, Taylor Hunt and Sanders would be above him. Let's talk about his quarterback then. Mm. Justin Herbert versus Saints or the other rookie, Joe Burrow versus Baltimore. You might have to decide this week, especially if the Buffalo game gets canceled. Maybe you have to play someone else. Maybe Burrow and Herbert are on your waivers. Who are you going with, Herbert or Burrow? I think I'm going to roll Justin Herbert. I just like the surrounding cast a little bit better. He's looked really good. He's looked really confident. He's been, you know, able to to move and, and run the ball a little bit. Like, I just, I like the way he's playing. I love the way Joe Burrow is playing too, but. Joe I Burrow just, looks confident. He looks good. It's just. I trust it, the supporting cast. You know, well. Justin Herbert has more passing yards per game. 310 versus 280. So Herbert has 310, Burrow 280, passing yards per game, on like 10 fewer attempts per game. Because hmm. Burrow's around 45 attempts per game, which is insane, and Herbert's right around 36. So, uh, you know, Herbert is averaging a lot more passing yards per attempt, 8.7 compared to 6.2. He has uh, six total touchdowns compared to Burrow's seven, but you have to remember Burrow played a whole game more than Herbert because Herbert didn't play week one I really like Justin Herbert he he reminds me of a Josh Allen type not exactly their playing styles but where they're both disrespected and not considered these great passers they can both kind of get it done on their legs Uh, I think Josh Allen's a little bit better uh with his legs a little bit stronger but Justin Herbert can do it with his legs so can Burrow though like he he can get it done with his legs Kids got wheels. But if we're talking about matchups, the Saints have been allowing a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. I like the matchup a lot better than Joe Burrow in a divisional matchup. First time playing Baltimore. It's Marshawn a really Lattimore, hard team. Oh, it's a hard team to face, period. It's a tough environment. They, uh, I believe the game's in Baltimore, so they'll have to travel. Um, I, I just, uh, not that it's like switching time zones or anything. I just don't like, uh, I don't like all of that mushed together for this young rookie. Yeah. And to be fair, though, Herbert does have to travel from L.A. to uh, New Orleans, but that's a pretty long. That's a two-hour time difference, right? I have no idea. Anyway. I don't um, even know how long the flight is. I couldn't even point out where New Orleans is on the map right now. Really? I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's somewhere down there. Louisiana, somewhere down there. Somewhere down there. Somewhere down there. Uh, To finish off the podcast. I want us to both name one player which we wish we could start in every league that we're in, and then one player that we wouldn't start no matter what. And I'm going to start here. Uh, it's it's an easy one. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Elaire. If you listen to uh, Monday Night Football. Holy moly. E- oh, wait. When does Kansas City play this week? I was thinking that they played on Monday night again. Thank goodness they don't. Because I can't hear them try to pronounce it. Elaire. So hard. Anyways... Clyde, C-E-H, I'm going to call him C-E-H. 
I think he's going to have an absolute monster week against the Raiders. The Raiders are giving up a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns to the running back position. You know, people are down on Clyde Edwards. Elair. Because he's, what, (laughs) the fifth top rusher this season? Like, as a rookie in his going into his fifth career NFL game? Get out of here. Man, this guy sucks. He's not scoring a ton of touchdowns. I'll give you that. He only has one rushing touchdown on the year. But he's on the best offense in the NFL. They're going to come give him a second. He's producing. He's he's looking great. He has a ton of yards after the after contact. He has a ton of uh, avoided missed tackles. He's playing great. Give him a hot second, and he has the fifth most rushing yards on the season. Like, and come on, he's a rookie. People expect too much. And I know you drafted him in the first round, but it's because of his upside, where he can get to, and he hasn't been killing you. Like he's been pretty solid. So. I, I, you, look at all the other first-round picks. There's been Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs, who has been a massive disappointment lately, and Joe Mixon, who you could barely get a win out of uh, in the first three weeks. Like, There's been a lot of disappointments. Clyde Edwards Elair is not one of them. <laughs> uh, interesting fact, uh, Clyde Edwards Elair actually ranks third in most routes run among running backs. So exactly. I, I like that. and He's going to do great, I think. I, he's my fire play of the week, if you read my uh, article, and I give the reasons why, a lot of what I just said, but more elegantly in written form than me just going off in a tangent. Ah, excellent. Who is your one player you want to start everywhere? I want to start Darius Slayton. Hmm. Yes. Okay. I did not expect that. Really? Oh, yes. Not I, in the slightest. I don't. I don't know why he's playing Dallas, uh, which should have been clue number one. Darius Slayton uh, came out in Week One to absolutely ball. Has wrecked the Steelers right yeah. off their why faces. Did, did you really think that Slayton's best game so far this year, and then he would have had bad games? Was against the Steelers. Like, yeah, that. All right. Super surprising, but came out in in week one had a hundred and two tar or hundred and two hundred and two <laughs> targets. Wow, <laughs> that's more than he'll have all year. Um, he had a hundred and two receiving yards, two touchdowns, and he's been getting a steady target share every single game. Nine, six, seven, seven targets. You know, the problem has been that they just don't look very good as an offense. But guess what? Dallas doesn't look very good as a defense. They are allowing so many big plays. I think Daniel Jones is going to come out of this matchup looking like Mr. Thomas Brady. He's going to be like T-Braid Light, you know? Like, that. that's where he's going to be. I would not be surprised to see another 100 receiving yard game with two touchdowns at all. If I have Darius Slayton in any league, he's in my lineup. You know what? And I'm fine with that. I also think Daniel Jones can be played this week. I also said that last week, and he was, like, straight up garbage. So take it for what it is. Uh, one player you will not play this week, no matter what. Mine is Mike Kosicki, tight end for the Dolphins. You might not want to play him anyways, but a lot of people drafted him, you know? And uh, he has a lot of truthers out there, so they just keep plugging him in. San Fran does not give up yards to the tight end position. They didn't last year. They're not doing it this year. They have allowed one tight end to have over 65 yards in the last two years. It was Tyler Higby. And only four tight ends to have over 35 yards. Oh, my. In two years. I'm not talking about this year. Like, two years. A year and a half, I guess. A year and four games. But Mike Kosicki's not doing anything. The last two games, he had one reception for 15 yards in both games. One reception, 15 yards. One reception, 15 yards. 
Yes. Could, could he get lucky and get a wide open touchdown like he did a couple weeks ago? Sure, maybe. Don't come yell at me. Like, I can't predict a wide open touchdown if they just don't guard him. Don't come but, yell at me. <laughs> like, that's all I think he would get. Like, I think he's going to have under 30 yards. If he gets in the end zone, fine. But it's still a 10-point game max, and that's if he gets lucky. I think it, it, I would not play him whatsoever, no matter what. The guys I'd play over him that maybe you can find on the waiver wire if you need someone is Eric Ebron against Philly, who's giving up a ton of yards and touchdowns to the tight end position. Dalton Schultz, I'm sure he's gone off your waivers, but he's been fantastic. And Mo Alley-Cox, really nice matchup against Cleveland. I'd play all those guys easily over Mike Kosicki. I like that. Um, so my my original plan was for my sit of the week to be Dearness Johnson because they are facing the Colts. I don't like that matchup, but because of that potential for Darius Leonard to sit, I'm going to give you one. Do you, you think one. it matters that much, though? Because I did kind of want to talk about Dearness Johnson, and I was expecting you to bring him up, so I didn't talk about him. Is I he an actual it, option this week to start? A lot. He was everyone's favorite waiver wire pickup this week because he did have 13 carries, 95 yards last week. You know, Nick Chubb's out. Does he get that role? Does Kareem Hunt stay in as kind of like secondary role? That would make no sense. He's no. well good enough. He's Kareem good Hunt enough. had a groin injury. Okay. Yes. No. And that was a great point by you that I didn't really think about. So, but do you think Dearness... You said that in such an angry way. <laughs> do you think Dearness Johnson as an actual option this week? Would you plug him in? No. Okay. I, I don't think... That I want that to be your guy. Who was your other guy? Oh, my other guy uh, was Damian Harris, who I think mm. you might be tempted to start. Had 100 rushing yards in his first game, 5.8 yards per attempt. He looked great, even though the offense looked not so great. Yeah, and I do have to. You have to think about. I really like Damian Harris. I really do. I'm excited about him for the future. But you have to think about. He just had a hundred yard game, and he got you ten points in PPR, uh, in half PPR because he wasn't targeted. James White's going to be the guy that gets targeted, and then he also shares snaps with Rex Burkhead. And it's just you know New England. It's a disaster. So for Damian Harris to be a good fantasy option, he has to get into the end zone. He has to. Denver hasn't been allowing quite as much to the the running back position. I think we all expected them to be uh, a little looser on defense, especially with the loss of Von Miller. But they've actually been they've been holding strong. Um, Derrick Henry, they held him to 14 fantasy points, which yeah. is, is crazy. So when I'm looking at that, I don't want to get – ahead of myself. I'm very excited about Damian Harris, but my hope is that I can grab him on the waivers uh, maybe in week eight uh, when people drop him after he faces Denver and the 49ers. Those are two rough matchups. And then week eight is Buffalo. I, I do think that's an okay matchup. It's still not like, ooh, yay. But I, I guarantee you somebody is going to drop Damian Harris because they have a buy in between. They are going to drop him 100% after week five. He'll Maybe. be on your waivers. Congratulations. Maybe. I do really like Damian Harris. I No, I do too. But for the future, um, he's not a guy I would consider playing this week unless you are truly desperate. And it's not because I don't think he's going to see the, the bulk of the workload. It's just because I, I don't see the upside. All right. That sounds good. That is it for today's episode. Everyone go check out ballblastfootball.com. Uh, as I said, I put up a baller 
article, uh-huh. Fire and Ice. Go check it out. I, you know, I rank every player by emojis. Like every player, every game. It's a fun article. I give my Fire Starts of the Week, Ice Starts of the Week, and uh, Sleeper Starts of the Week for every position uh, at the bottom there. So go check that out. We have some other great articles by our writers. Uh, we try to, you know, hit every every aspect of each week. Yeah, love it. And go check out our rankings on ballblastfootball.com. Follow me on Twitter at ballblastem, ballblastem. E-M. You can follow me on Twitter at ffballblast. And good, good luck, luck this week. Go win your week five matchup. Bye, y'all. Bye.